writing a list, okay, because I've, I'm just, I couldn't carry all the papers, there's just so many of them. God's been so good to us, hasn't he? How many people have seen their life changed forever this week? Look around you, forever. And I just hear the Lord saying, there's no going back, right? There's no going back. No one can take from you what you've received this week. Not the devil, not any demon in hell. No one can steal from you what the, what the Lord has given to you this week. Amen? Amen. So I'm just going to run off a quick list of things that we've uh, seen healed since this morning. Just this morning, okay? So deafness, complete deafness. Uh, several people healed of scoliosis. Their spines are now straight. Lupus for 14 years apparently is healed. Uh, back pain and hip pain. Somebody had that for 17 years. They don't have that anymore. Uh, bone spurs melted or disappeared or something. We don't know where they went, but they're gone. Blindness. People can see now. That's always good, isn't it? You can clap. This is good. This is our king, right? Anemia and leukemia are a thing of the past. The effects of stroke, um, someone's been healed of, of, of the effects of stroke, now they have their movement back and their brain function is normal again. We've seen, amen, we've seen rashes disappear, we've seen rheumatoid arthritis leave, migraines leave, ringing in the ears cease, we've seen circulatory problems healed, and um, several people have been healed of diabetes, numerous people, all right? Hepatitis C and liver disease is healed. People have seen lesions disappear. Nodules in various places. They've had them all over different people's bodies have gone. Um, heart failure. We had somebody had a heart episode this morning. They received prayer and it stopped instantaneously. Um, amen. We've seen um, nosebleeds. Somebody had profuse bleeding actually during Dwayne's sermon last night. And uh, they, they received the word and it stopped instantly. Amen. Sinusitis is left. People have had their legs grow out and they began working. Their legs have grown out and began working. That's a good combination. Um, and Parkinson's have been healed. I mean, we've had numerous people give us their appendages that they don't need anymore. We've got a little collection down there. You'll actually see someone's disabled parking sticker. They don't need that anymore, apparently. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess you don't need that if you're not disabled, right? So there you go. Um, I got this one, and it's got something attached to the back of it, and it, apparently it's a pain patch because they had stage four breast cancer and had to use pain patches, and they don't have it anymore, so they gave it to us. Amen. Uh, there was a lady here, she had, was diagnosed with HIV, and after they prayed, she got a call from her doctor saying that her test came back negative, and she doesn't have HIV anymore. So. We've seen some unusual things as well. And this lady says that she'd been suffering from androgenic alopecia, which is hair loss, for years and years, and has lost an inch, a four-inch square um, in, of the front of her scalp. But this morning, she ditched her wig because she has hair, and lots of it. <laughs> I 
No, and people are learning to use their authority. This is what's really excited me about this conference. It's not just that people came to get something. They've had their lives changed to a point where they can, they can see reciprocate that in other people. They can multiply that in other people. They've learned how to operate in the faith that they have and the authority that they have, and now they can take it out and minister to others. You know, there's, there's one lady here, and she said um, she injured her knee on the Friday before the conference. She went to the emergency room in a lot of pain. They did all kinds of tests. They put her in a leg brace and told that she had to go and see some kind of orthopedic surgeon. But the Holy Spirit, here is the Holy Spirit. This is who you need to be listening to. The Holy Spirit said, you can wear that brace as long as you want to. So I said, well, I don't want to. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit said, well, this sounds like me. <laughs> My goodness. So I went up and I got prayed for. I received, the pain was gone and I took off the brace. God is so good. P.S. The pain tried to come back, but I commanded it to go and it did. Amen. Amen. And, you know, that's, that's just a similar story. We've seen people um, with similar testimonies. This person had carpal tunnel syndrome in both wrists. In fact, their wrist brace is down there because they've been healed. Um, this person, oh, they had a car accident, and they hurt their shoulder, their neck, their back. They had muscle tightness and pain, all kinds of problems, but they had injured their ankle. They were, they were really badly banged up. And um, they said, well, Tuesday, um, I came up for prayer for my ankle, my knee, and my back, and they were completely healed. Amen? So that's, that's the first miracle. But on Wednesday, she said, I suddenly remembered I didn't get my shoulder prayed for. I forgot something. Oh, no. But she, then she realized, well, hang on a minute, I can pray for myself. So she prayed for herself, and she's healed. Amen? <laughs> Another person here says they've been healed from acid reflux. They've had it for the past three years, and they had been consuming an entire bottle of Tums in about a week's time. So when they came, when they came to the conference, they realized that they didn't, they didn't have them, and they thought about going and getting some more. But you know, then they realized, well, hang on a minute, I can just rebuke this, these symptoms, and they're going to leave. And that's exactly what happened, and now they don't have that anymore, because they've learned how to use their own authority as a believer. You know what, what happens when we do that? We become dangerous. I like being dangerous. I tell you, we need to be more dangerous. You know, the devil is not, he's not pleased with what we've been doing this week, and, and I'm quite satisfied with that. Amen? So let's, 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 let's resolve to continue taking back the territory that has been stolen from us for years and years. This week, we've taken some big ground. Amen? And we're going to keep it. We are going to keep it. Amen? And do you, you want to come on up and encourage the partners? Fabulous. Carly, praise the Lord. I tell you, I've been so blessed this week. I just want to thank uh, Daniel and Ashley and Carly and everybody. There's so many people here, but I think it's been a life-changing thing. And I really believe that this is not just something that happened here at the conference, but uh, as we were talking last night, something has happened that is going to go out from here, and this is going to have ripple effects. I think it's bigger than what any of us know. I believe that in eternity, we'll be meeting people a million years from now who were touched and their life was changed because of things that started right here and went out. So that's exciting. Amen. And Carly mentioned to me tonight that we haven't mentioned anything about partnership with our ministry. I just want to spend a few minutes uh, tonight letting you know about what the vision is here. And of course, this building is the first of two buildings. If uh, Chris or Ryan has that uh, video, 
Uh, here is uh, the building on the left is the one that we're in and the building on the right is the one that we've just started construction on. As you can tell, it's over twice as large as this building and we're in the process and it's become real obvious to me that uh, we need more than just this building. We need a parking garage. We got a thousand car parking garage that goes on the north end of this building that I need to get started on right now. Did you know what? It, look at all this snow that's on Pikes Peak. Did anybody notice this? Wow, isn't that awesome? Kind of took away from the building here, didn't it? These are concourses on the upper and lower uh, deck that will uh, accommodate about 2,000 people sitting at these tables and chairs. And as it goes up, this is up on the upper concourse. That's a water feature that goes down. And um, so we built it so that these concourses could be like the break area for the Bible college. And of course we could use this building too, but we could seat 2,000 people in these concourses. And uh, there's a two and a half story glass front all on the south side of this building so that you got this beautiful view out there. And then this will go into the uh, auditorium. This right here is showing 2,500 seats. We've already increased it to 3,000 square, I mean seats, 3,000 seats. We've done some things to change some things around, but that's gonna be way too small too. I don't know what to do, seems like. <laughs> so anyway, but, but this will give you an idea of phase two. And then we need that 1,000 car parking garage, which is eight, now, let's see, what is that? It's $18,000 per spot and a thousand. That's $18 million for the parking garage. And then I've also got a vision of doing all kinds of things. Right now we have our ministry split. Uh, we have about 100 employees up here with CBC, probably more than 100 now. And we have about 220 employees that are down in Colorado Springs at our other facility down there. So we're split. And, you know, uh, we've got 450 acres adjacent to this that the people that sold us this property have those 450 acres. And it's just like this. It's beautiful. And on it, there's a 60,000 square foot building that we could move our 200 employees up here into. And I don't even know how much all that's going to cost yet, but... Anyway, I'm looking at probably a hundred million in just the next five, 10 years or whatever. So uh, we could use some people to partner with us and help us. And we, right now, we have to have about two and a half million dollars a month just to pay our bills. We need about three million to get this building built in two years uh, above what is already pledged towards and stuff like that. And that is just the minimum. We need more than that. So anyway, I'm looking, what I'm believing God for, the first step is we're shooting for 10,000 new partners, monthly partners. And I know that not everybody wants to give monthly, but you know, monthly partners really help our ministry because our bills come in monthly. And you know, if we get a big influx all of a sudden in one month and then you start using it, but then you could, you could increase and make commitments and then those, that money isn't there. So it's, it's the monthly partners. We have about a million dollars a month that is pledged to our ministry. And they are the backbone. They're the ones that we can count on. Uh, they're 
uh, partnership coming in. And that's really what drives the ministry. So tonight, I'd just like to encourage you uh, to pray about helping us and becoming one of our partners. And if you are already a partner, man, we praise God. You got a part in everything that's going on. And um, you're welcome to increase it if you would like to. <laughs> but right here, we've got these partnership brochures. Do our ushers have these? Okay, if you would, if anybody is interested, this isn't a commitment, but this will just give you information about what our partnerships are, what we're doing. And then there's a place that you can fill this out and uh, you can also make an automatic monthly contribution, which is, again, helpful to us uh, because it's guaranteed. You know, we only average about 70% of our monthly partnerships being fulfilled. That's average. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit more. Sometimes it's a little bit less. But when you sign up and it's an automatic uh, withdrawal from your bank or a charge to your debit or credit card or something like that, that really helps us. And also it uh, decreases our, um, I don't know what you call it, but our employee expense to process those things. So anyway, there's a lot of different ways. This little piece of, uh, this little brochure has all that information in there. And so we encourage you to consider that. And let me just say that those of you who become a partner with us, I could preach on this. I'm just going to say real quickly that the whole book of Philippians is written to partners most people don't realize that, but if you study Philippians 1.5, it's written to partners, koinonia, which is literally the word partner. And especially chapter 4, where it says, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is written to partners. That doesn't really apply to the Joe Blow and Jane Doe Christian. Now, you, there's other scriptures about God meeting your needs and supplying your needs. But if you take it in context, Philippians chapter 4 is talking about people that gave and became partners with him and contributed to his necessities, not only when he was there, but when he was gone other places. They helped him reach out. And Paul, if you take it in context, is talking to partners. And there is a special blessing on partners. And... Uh, I just really encourage you to pray about this because if God wants to get a lot of money to me, which I believe he does with the things he's put in my heart, well, then he's got to come to you first. If you want to prosper, find somebody with a big vision. And I got one of the biggest visions I know. And become a partner and it'll, God will send it to your house first. Amen. So anyway, we just want to encourage you to become partners. Thank you for what you've done. And together, I believe we're making a difference and that this is affecting the body of Christ worldwide. So thank you for being here and being a part of it. And thank you for considering partnership with us. Thanks, Andrew. You know, I want to give a special thanks to the partners as well. Um, I think most people have, have uh, heard my daughter's testimony about how she was healed. But, you know, the partners of Andrew Romack Ministries had a huge part to play in that. And um, if it wasn't for the partners, then, you know, our, our daughter may not have been here. It was the partners that enabled that tape to be sent over from the States to England and uh, sat in a drawer for about 15 years, a little white tape that finally came out and was given to us. We listened to it. That got us interested in, in uh, Andrew's message. So then I went online and I found hundreds of hours of teachings online free of charge. So we just listened to it for about two, two and a half weeks. All we did was listen to Andrew's teachings. We went through Better Way to Pray, God Wants You Well, 
uh, authority of the believer, spirit, soul, and body. We just went on a crash course of Andrew's teaching. And how many of you know that would not have been available if it wasn't for the partners? It's not free to run a website. It's not free to send tapes. It's not free to, to have, you know, that main, uh, have website maintained and things like that. And we went to a conference in England that was free of charge, didn't cost us anything. So the partners of this ministry have had a part to play, a big part to play in our daughter's miracle, praise God. And every miracle you've heard about this week, you know, if you're a partner of this ministry, you're part of that, praise God. So partnership's huge, partnership's really, really powerful, and I'd encourage you to check that out. God gives seed to sowers, and uh, Andrew's a sower, he's doing things, praise God, so it's, uh, it's good to get into partnership with people that are doing things, who've got a big vision. I've got some giveaways real quickly, I've got some t-shirts here that I've been told to give away. These are the best is yet to come t-shirts. And uh, where's David gone? My runner, there you are. I'll give some of these out, Dave. That's a small. And then uh, we've got some other smalls here. I'll tell you what we do. David, come back. Just take the whole pile. And I'll tell you what, give, give, uh, give at least two of those to the uh, overflow downstairs. Hello, overflow. <laughs> My hat's tipped to you. Well done. Good job. You've been faithful down there. So David's going to come down to the overflow and give you a T-shirt. Praise God. I want to welcome the online viewers. We've had well over 2,000 online viewers every night, praise God, this week. So we want to thank you for tuning in online and being a part of this. And uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we uh, turn around, and I don't know if the cameraman can pan out, but we're going to say hello to our online audience. You ready? So turn around and give them a wave, praise God. Hello. Welcome to this service. Praise God. There you go. You're a part of this service, praise God, and uh, you can receive right there at home or wherever you are. We also have other campuses streaming this. We have our San Jose Caris Bible College streaming this right now. So all you people in San Jose, hello, you're an hour behind us, but we forgive you. And then Dallas Fort Worth as well, you're an hour ahead of us. But you're watching live right now as well. The Dallas-Fort Worth um, Caris Bible College is watching and the San Jose Caris Bible College. They've sent me some great testimonies. They've seen people healed. They've had ankles healed, back pain healed. They've seen at least two people born again, praise God. And they've seen over a dozen people baptized in the Holy Spirit for the first time. Amen. Praise God. So, amen. There's no time and space for the Holy Spirit, so you can receive right there at home, praise God. We've also, I think it was San Jose, had people travel over two hours to get to their campus to watch this, this uh, live stream. So you're in for a treat tonight. We've got Pastor Greg Moore preaching tonight, and you are in for a treat, praise God, tonight. And um, that's awesome, praise the Lord. Real quickly, I want to... Um, I want to just uh, share a quick verse, Matthew 6.24, we're taking up an offering here, this conference is free, so we're going to take up an offering to cover the expenses or some of the expenses of this conference, there's no pressure to give, but if you want to give and want to give into this ministry, we have uh, ushers here available with envelopes, if you need an envelope for uh, receipted cash giving, or if you want to give by debit or credit card, then we have ushers here, if the ushers come forward, we have ushers here who have envelopes for you, you can grab one of those and fill one of those out, if you're making a check, you can make it payable, to Caris Bible College or CBC, Caris Bible College or CBC. And real quickly, I want to read this verse here. This is Matthew 6, 24. This is Jesus speaking. And he tells us here something we cannot do. All things are possible. But this is something we cannot do. And this is Matthew 6, 24. It says, no one, how many people? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot you cannot serve God and mammon. And uh, that word there is Old English for money. You cannot serve God and money. A lot of translations translate that money. Now, who wants to serve money here? Woo, who wants to serve money? Some people threw their hand up if they weren't listening. <laughs> I'll teach you to listen, wouldn't it? So <laughs> we don't want to serve money, okay? But here's the thing. This is what the Lord showed me. You know what? If you let money, a servant, if you have a servant and a master, who calls the shots? 
The master tells the servant what to do. The servant doesn't tell the master what to do. And God really spoke to me about this and said, you know what, if, if you're listening to money, then maybe money's your master. Now, let me give you an example. None of us set out to serve money. We want to serve money. No, we are out to serve God. We want to be loyal to God and faithful to God and we want to serve God. But let me just put it this way. If you're listening to the voice of money more than you're listening to the voice of God, then maybe, I'm preaching to myself, maybe we're listening to money, we're listening to finances more than we're listening to God. Maybe we're letting finances be our master. We can only have one master, either God or finances. That's what Jesus clearly says here. Let me give you an example. You go out to eat in a restaurant. I've done this regularly. Look at the menu. Praise the Lord, they've got steak on here. Woo, $29.99. Hang on a minute. Let's look down here. $9.99. I really fancied spam. Now, who's told you what to eat there? Finances, money's told you. It doesn't matter how much money you've got or how much money you haven't got. I know very wealthy people who won't spend a penny. I know people, I mean, they're just letting finances rule them. And sometimes we need to question ourselves. Where are finances telling us what to do with our money? Is finances telling us what to eat, what to wear, what house to live in? What car to drive? How many of us, the first thing we think about is, can I afford it? The first thing we think about is, have I got the money to do it? God calls you to Bible school. This is very, very common. People say, I want to come to Bible school, but I can't afford it. Well, did God tell you to come to Bible school? Because where he guides, he's going to provide. So let's stop listening to finance. Let's stop listening to, to, to money, you know, or lack of money, telling us what to do. There's wisdom with this. Don't get me wrong, there's wisdom. But I'm telling you, if we just let finances tell us what to do with our time, what, where to go, what to do, how much to give, then we listen to the voice of finances more than we're listening to God. And, you know, if we haven't thought about this, then maybe it's because, we, you know, how many of you are dog owners here? You got any dog owners in the house? Okay, let me tell you one thing. If you don't train your dog and lead your dog, your dog's leading you. That's the truth. You've got these little tiny cute dogs and you go out for a walk and it's pulling you along. That dog is leading you. You have to make a conscious effort to lead your dog. I'm giving you dog training classes right now. You didn't even... <laughs> Who would have thought? But it's the same with finances. You've never made a conscious effort to tell finances, I'm listening to the voice of God. I'm going to tell my finances what to do. I'm going to be in control of my finances and I'm going to listen to the voice of God. If you don't do that, I'm telling you. Let me just show you real quickly. This is a, the rich young ruler came to Jesus this is Mark 10, 21. The rich young ruler came to Jesus and he said, what do I have to do? We know the story. And Jesus said, listen to this. Jesus said, this is Mark chapter 10, verse 21. This is illustrating what I'm trying to say. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Jesus loved this rich young ruler. He loved him. And this rich young ruler loved God, by the way. He was a godly man. He loved God. But he looked at him. He loved him. And Jesus said to him, one thing you lack Go your way, sell whatever you have, give to the poor. So Jesus wasn't after the offering himself. He said, give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Come, take up your cross and follow me. Here's the deal. This rich young ruler was trusting in money more than God. This rich young ruler had finances or money as his master rather than God. And that's why Jesus said, one thing you lack, you've got to go and give. This is the antidote to having finances as your master. If finances is the first voice in your head whenever you make a decision, then you need to give. Because that will shut that down. Remember what we said last night about giving generously? Your flesh doesn't like it. Well, it's the same thing here. Jesus said to him, you lack one thing. We can lack something. If we're not givers, if we're not putting God first, and when we give, it's just action to our faith to say we're putting God first. We're trusting God more than we trust in finances. If you don't give, I'm telling you, giving is the antidote to making 
Finance is your master. It will shut that down. When you give, you're saying, you're putting action to your faith, and you're saying, you know what? I'm putting God first, and finance is second, praise God. I'm putting God first. God's my master, and not finances. You know, and I've had to do this a number of times in my life, and uh, there's been so many times in my life when I've had to actively do this, because it's, you know what? It's something that's always going to be, while we're on this earth, we need money, but we need a right relationship with money. And if we don't have a right relationship with money, it can hinder us in the things of God. Mark 4.19 is another example. I won't go there. But Mark 4.19 tells us three things that choke the word. And I believe all three of those things relate to finances. So we need to get a handle on finance. We need to realize it doesn't matter how much you've got or how much you haven't got. You need God to be your master, God to be the first voice in your head, God to be the person you obey every time, and finances will follow. And when you give, you put in action. You're saying, I'm going to do this for real. I'm going to give, and I'm going to put God first. Amen? So let's give and put God first tonight, praise God. Let's take up the offering. I'll pray for it. Father, I thank you, Lord. We're putting you first. You're our master, Lord. We're putting you first, and we're listening to your voice before the voice of finances. And Lord, as we give tonight, Lord, we're proclaiming that and saying you are the most powerful thing in our lives, Lord. You are the first voice in our lives. You're our master, and finances will no longer have the shots anymore. They will no longer call the shots. We thank you, Lord, where you guide, you provide, and we can trust you, Lord, that as we hear your voice, you're going to provide wherever you guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. And now the director of healing school here, praise God, and the director of the school of worship, Daniel Amsterds. Thank you, Ashley. Praise the Lord. Several of you have been asking, are we going to do this conference again next year? And we are planning on doing this conference again next year, Lord willing. And we do not have exact dates for the, con uh, for the conference next year. We're thinking probably a similar time frame, but watch our website because we will be confirming that. We've got several different people we have to check with to make sure that everyone's good with that. But uh, uh, plan on that. We're going to be doing it again, Lord willing. So that's exciting. Amen. And then also I want to share with you, again, we've mentioned a couple times, but if you have not yet considered to uh, come to Karis Bible College and come here and, and really make this your home for two or three years. It used to be a two-year program. Uh, Pastor Greg, who you're going to hear from in a minute, affectionately refers to it now as a three-year program because we've got five schools in our third-year program. Uh, and I'm telling you what, it just gets better and better. The first year is incredible. The second year is absolutely amazing, including a foreign mission trip. And then the third year, you can specialize into a specific area. And uh, go to our webpage, charisbiblecollege.org, and get more information. I'm telling you, every one of our, our third-year schools are absolutely top-notch. Our business school, we've got the same kind of information that the Harvard Business School is getting, and actually even better, because how many know that it's Christ-centered and Spirit-filled? Amen? <laughs> And we're seeing absolute world changers coming out of our college as a result. And then lastly, one thing we haven't really talked about during this conference, but for the very first time on this campus, come the, uh, December, we are going to be having three weekends right here in this room of dinner theater. And I'm telling you what, can you imagine what this place is going to look like at Christmas time? And so watch our website. Many of you might want to just fly in and include a skiing vacation in it or whatever. 
but we are going to be having a Christ-centered uh, three weekends of dinner theater, so watch that. That's going to be a, spe a special time. There's a lot of awesome things going around here, and we want uh, you to be aware of them. So stay connected with us through our webpage, and uh, we just want to say again how much we appreciate you coming. I want to personally, again, just thank all of our volunteers who have been a part of this event, all of our assistant staff, everyone who has assisted us with this event. It's been incredible. Amen. Now, I tell you what, it is a blessing to have Pastor Greg Moore come, but before he comes, we've got a, a video testimony that we want to share. And Pastor Greg, uh, he was with us today, so many of you have already heard him in our Healing School panel that we did earlier today. Every one of our evening speakers have been uh, just incredible, haven't they? And I'm telling you what, yeah, go ahead, let's give God a praise. Amen. And I tell you what, we are so grateful for Pastor Greg. He is the Dean of Education around here, and uh, he has just been a real blessing to me personally and to many of us on staff, Carly and Ashley and uh, Pastor Greg and I, uh, and several of the instructors here, Barry, uh, Bennett, and uh, so many, Dwayne Sheriff. We, we all teach in the healing school, so it's not about one person, but it's about every person who's coming in teaching from the revelation of the new covenant and the finished work of Christ. And we are so grateful for Pastor Greg, his experience as a pastor. So let's run this video right now. And I want to just show you what God did in Greg's life. And then Greg, if you would just come up right after the video is over. Amen. Praise God. Get ready for a great evening. My name is Greg Moore. I was healed of thyroid cancer. I was born again in 1973. My wife and I uh, served God in a denominational church, but in 1976 we were filled with the Spirit and we were enjoying uh, the fruitfulness of, of ministry and God using us. In 1977 I discovered a growth in, in my neck and, and uh, at first it was very small but then it, it grew to about a, a golf ball size in my neck and, and um, we prayed, not understanding grace at that time. Uh, I, I knew that God would heal. I just didn't know He would heal every time. I went to the doctor, and uh, when the doctor examined me, uh, he, he let out a, a four-letter expletive, which uh, did, wasn't encouraging. Um, and then he said, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to take a biopsy. We're going to have to, uh, you know, go do all the, all these things, maybe have surgery. And as my wife and I were uh, praying and seeking God, he, he told me to have this surgery. Uh, they removed a growth from my, my neck and the doctor came in and talked to my wife and then subsequently talked to me and said, now uh, we got the, we got the pup. We need to go get the mama because it's, it's thyroid cancer. Uh, and depending on how much it spread, we don't know if we can save your voice box. Um, it was pretty alarming uh, what, what he said, though he said right now it seems to be contained. And so we're gonna, we're gonna have you uh, go do some tests. And I've just begun to seek the Lord. You know you do when you hear the, hear the word cancer. And this time the Lord said, 
I want you to go to three men, and he, and he showed me who they were. Uh, I want you to have them pray for you. The cancer will die, the devil will leave, and you'll be healed. And I said, well, praise God, that's awesome. So I, I made appointments with those three men. What I discovered was when I, I, when I went to these men, they helped me deal with things in my heart and unforgiveness and different things that might hinder the fruitfulness of the Word from manifesting. And then when I went to have the tests, I knew I wasn't going to have surgery. I knew I was healed. I knew that when they ran those tests, they weren't going to find any cancer. And so they, they, I had to swallow some kind of substance and then not swallow for three minutes. You know, you try that. That's... <laughs> That's tough to do. And so I botched up a few tests. <laughs> and, uh, but we, we took, did those tests for over a three-day period of time. When I came back in on the third, third day, uh, the head nurse looked at the results on the test and just shook her head. She said, I gotta go talk to the doctor. And I said, well, I just heard a message from my pastor. You can take a, a report as good or bad. And I said, well, I'm just gonna take that as a good report that uh, they didn't find any cancer. And that doctor, he came in and he said, son, why did, why did the doctor send you over here? You don't have any cancer in your body. And man, I was praising God. I, I walked out of that place, you know, on a cloud. And, but you know, the thing about it is I was rejoicing ahead of time. I knew God had spoken to me and I knew I wasn't gonna have to have any more surgery. And what the Lord began to show me was that this was an attack of the enemy against my ministry, against God's purpose in my life. I just made a decision from that day forward that, that what the enemy had attempted to do was to rob my life and rob my children, rob my wife of a husband and rob my children of, of a dad. And I was, I was not going to let him go when, when I received the healing, I was, I was going to preach it from the housetops. I just decided I'm going to tell everybody what Jesus has done for me. I want to encourage everyone who's here tonight to recognize that though we have a large crowd of people, that Jesus is your healer individually. And you can expect that the same healing Jesus that brought healing to me from cancer several years ago my son Michael, uh, healing to my son Michael from an uh, arthritic muscular condition, that, that same Jesus loves you and cares for you and he has healing for you tonight. And I speak healing grace to you and I encourage you to rest in his love and his care for you.
of years since 1990 or 91 and man we I mean we've seen we've seen uh, just notable miracles and I'm telling you guys God not only not only has paid the price through his son for your healing but he's also ordained that that you go forth and minister the same healing power that you receive amen, amen. amen. you know the, the uh, disciples got in the boat, had faith to get in the boat. Jesus said, go to the other side, remember? And then what happened on the way to the other side? There was a storm. You know, it's, uh, as Andrew started to uh, share the other night, uh, Hebrews 10, I think it's uh, 32, somewhere along in there, after we're illuminated, after we receive revelation, then we endure a great fight of affliction. And that's what happened. My wife and I just started getting hold of the Word of God and seeing that God was faithful to heal him. And, and then the enemy came with that, with that cancer. Well, see, the, the, the disciples got in the boat. It took faith to get in the boat. And then, and then the storm came. And they allowed the storm to tell them, to, to uh, dictate to them God's care for them. He said, Jesus, you don't, don't you care that we're going to perish? And then they allowed the circumstances around them to dictate the outcome of their situation. And that's where Jesus said, where's your faith? And then from a place of peace, he spoke peace to the storm. But that, that's not the end of the story. What you have to see is what's on the other end or what's on the other side of your storm. What happened when they got to the, to the other side? That it, was the, it was a demoniac, the guy that was filled with a legion. He got set free. See, the devil is trembling in his, in his boots over you. He's scared to death of you that you're going to get a hold of the Word of God because you're dangerous to him. And, and listen, guys, we're going to, say I'm going to the other side. Well, healed, whole, and I'm going to set others free. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, this has been a wonderful week, hasn't it? Man, I've, got, I've received so much. Uh, and Andrew's message the other night, we need to give him two nights next time. But uh, Andrew's message the other night, I just caught some of it. We were traveling back in from out of town and um, caught some of that on, on you know, you've essentially you've already got it and walk, walk in that. And then, and then Barry's message, man, I've never heard that before. Man, the, the, I mean, I, I've heard the scriptures, but about the different delivery systems of the Holy Spirit, man, I started to add into his message. Praise God. <laughs> I mean, I started thinking the compassion of the Lord is one of the delivery systems. The gifts of the Spirit are one of the delivery systems. It, it was awesome. And then Brother Dwayne last night, wow, just knocked it out of the park, didn't he? Praise God. And I, I, you know, here's what I sense that's happened this week because, you know, really the, 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 these messages in the evening services have been powerful, but the meat has been during the day. And man, it's just been, been tremendous teaching in, in the daytime about how to equip us to, to not only receive healing, but, but minister healing. But here's what I'm sensing that the Lord's doing. He's setting, he's setting things in order. He's setting our soul in, in line with our spirit. And I'm telling you, you're just going to hatch off and get healed. That's it. Amen. You can't help but get healed in this environment. Praise God. Well, I want to thank uh, Andrew for his vision. 
and his faithful, faithfulness to the message that God gave him and the opportunity that, uh, that uh, we have here. And, then, and all, you, all of you partners who've made this possible. We couldn't, we couldn't do this uh, without, without you. And then uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel's vision, I'll tell you, it's just a blessing to, to serve together here. It's awesome. This, this is a great place to be. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to tell you funny before we start. Turn, turn to James chapter 4. And then I'm, I'm going to tell you funny. This is, a, the, the, this is a children's science exam answers. Okay? And, and, and this is, this is the, their answers when they were asked these questions. Name the four seasons. This one child answered, salt, pepper, mustard, and vinegar. <laughs> Question, explain one of the processes by which water can be made safe to drink. Answer, flirtation. <laughs> it makes water safe to drink. To drink, it removes large uh, pollutants like grit, sand, dead sheep, and canoeists. <laughs> Question, how do you delay milk uh, turning sour? Answer, keep it in the cow. <laughs> Cracks me up. What causes the tides in the ocean? Uh, answer, the tides are a fight between the earth and the moon. All water tends to flow towards the moon because there's no water on the moon. <laughs> and nature hates a vacuum. <laughs> I, I, for, I forget how, how the sun joins in this fight. <laughs> oh. Question, what's, what's the fibula? <laughs> Answer, a small lie. <laughs> oh, man. Question, what does varicose mean? <laughs> uh, nearby. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, there's a lot more, but I'll just tell you one more. What, what does the word benign mean? Benign is what you will be after you be eight. <laughs> oh, man. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Really, seriously, so, sometimes, uh, uh, well, many times, we just, we, we place our focus too much on on our problem. In fact, doctors will tell you, I had an, I had an elder in my church who was a, a medical doctor, and he said a lot of these, lot of these patients now come in uh, and they know more about the disease than I do. And you know, you get so focused on the disease and, and, and on the sickness and instead of the healer, you, you're in trouble because your soul is a magnifier. Mary said, my, my soul does magnify the Lord. And whatever your soul magnifies, that's what you're going to get more of. James 4, 6, in the New King James, guys, if you would, the, the Bible Paul preached from. <laughs> but he gives more grace. Everybody say, more grace. more grace. Therefore, he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 
Say that with me. He gives more grace. Uh, I, that's what I want to talk to you about tonight is, is more grace. And, and specifically in the light of healing, more healing grace. Let, let me give you my definition of grace. Uh, Andrew can get up and straighten it out later. But it's essentially, essentially grace is, the, the, is divine enablement. It's a divine enablement and, best, and bestowal of God's gifts, power, wisdom, nature, and life. It's, it's, it's his enablement and his his bestowing of, of everything he is and everything he has. His gifts, his power, his wisdom, his nature, his life. That, that's grace. Everything he is, all, all his love, everything he is and everything he has, he freely gives to us uh, at the cross because of the sacrifice of his son. Amen? Now, now here, the thing, uh, uh, don't, don't shoot me yet, okay? He, I, didn't, I didn't write this. He said, God gives more grace. Does he give more grace? He does. He gives more grace. Jesus Christ is full of grace and truth. So when each of us receive Jesus, we likewise are full of grace and truth. Where? Where? In our spirit. You've heard someone teach on spirit, soul, and body before, right? And, and, but, but does that mean my soul is full of grace and truth? No. Second Peter 1 Verse 4, look over there. 2 Peter 1 and, ver and verse 4 says, uh, By which have, have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Wait a minute. I have the divine, I have the divine nature. Why would Peter be telling me uh, that, I, that I need to partake of it? Because where do you have the divine nature at? In your spirit, and you've got to partake of it. And, and how many of you know Christians that haven't partaken much? They act like the world, act like something else other than godly, and, and, and then excuse it in the name of grace, and that's not grace at all. But so, you know, you and I can have, you and I can partake of more or less of his divine nature, of his love, of, of faith, of, of righteousness, and all that, even though we are righteous. Isn't that true? But just because you have it, is no sign you're walking in it or partaking of it. And in the same way, we, we can have more grace. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.16 says we have the mind of Christ. How many of you have the mind of Christ? Okay, but where is it? It's in your spirit. You're righteous in your spirit. You have his mind. You're full of grace and truth in your spirit. But... Uh, you also have a, have a mind, a will, and emotions uh, uh, that, can, that comprises your soul that you could have more or less of that. Isn't that true? And so here he says we can have more grace. How many of you like more grace? In fact, 2, Tim, 2 Peter 1.4 uh, actually tells us, Barry, the delivery system by which we partake of more of his divine nature, and that's his word, the, the exceedingly great precious promises. Amen? And so how many of you know healing is part of the grace of God? And so we can receive more or less of that. True? And here's the picture that God gave me. Was like, um, how many of you celebrate Christmas? How many of you have a Christmas tree? And, and, you, and, and you have presents under the tree. Okay, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't have a tree. But, you know, when I was a kid, we had, um, I'm the oldest of five children. And then we would, uh, several years we celebrated Christmas 
with, uh, with uh, two, two more sets of my cousins. And there were five in each of those families. So there are 15 kids. All, and, and, and they would put all these presents under this tree. And I mean, I'm tell, I'm, I mean sometimes the presents were about halfway up the side of the tree. And, uh, and, and they had presents, you know, four or five presents were under there, had my name on it. Now, there was never one Christmas that there was ever a present under that tree that had my name on it that I didn't open. Not one. Not one. Yet, in the body of Christ, there's a whole lot of gifts, grace gifts, under Calvary's tree that are there, already bought and paid for, already provided for, already, already deposited. It's, it's got your name on it. Your name is on it. And yet not opened, unopened. You're kidding me? Listen, how many people received the Holy Spirit this week? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many received that? And there, there, was, there, there was two, there was approximately 200 people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that was an unopened gift? Uh, the moment that you got, the moment you got saved, it was under Calvary's tree for you with your name on it. You could have got filled with the Spirit before. In other words, there, there was more grace that you could have, 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 praise God, you got it. Amen? And, and, and God's got more grace for each of us. Yes? There, there's more grace. I, I'm, I'm not walking in the full measure of grace that I have in my spirit, but, I, but I'm, I'm heading there. I'm aiming there. I'm, go, I'm going. Man, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just determined. There's not one grace gift that God's provided for me at Calvary that's going to be left unopened. And I don't care. I, I don't care the stigma that's attached to it. You know, I found out that I found out the baptism of the Holy Spirit and in tongues goes with it. Well, praise God. And you know, and I was raised in a denominational home, and you know, so so people, oh man, that tongues is of the devil. Uh, it's hard for me to understand how, how tongues can be of the devil when it when it helps you draw on out so much that's in my in your spirit and helps you live more Christ-like and walk in more power and release all these other gifts that I didn't have before. In fact, the Bible said that he pours out his, in Proverbs 1, he pours out his spirit unto us and makes his word known unto us. This, I was saved for three years and this book was a dark book to me. When I got filled with the spirit, God opened up my understanding. I started getting revelation like never before. Now, why would you, why, why would you let your pea brain keep you from one of these grace gifts that God has for you? You know, Jesus is our Lord, not our understanding. Amen. You need to let God roast the peanut, praise God, and receive what all he has for you. Thank you, Jesus. It's possible to receive more or less of God's grace, to walk in more or less of His grace. Let me ask you a question, pop quiz. Which is better, more grace, less grace? 
Let me see. More, how many of you live? More grace? Lift your hand. Okay. Less grace? Man, I don't even have any takers. Wow. Man, you guys are smart. You guys are wise. Praise God. Well, listen, anytime one of the, anytime anyone's teaching you the Word, anytime you're reading the Bible and you see something that God's grace is provided at the cross, you just need to say, I'm opening this up. I'm taking it. It's mine. And I'm not leaving one gift unopened. And I don't care if somebody else tells me they got a, they got a bad gift. There's there's, they had to take sin theirs back, whatever. I don't care. I'm opening that thing up. And, and man, uh, I'm receiving. How about you? So, uh, I want to just share with you tonight three uh, scriptural keys to receive more grace. Three scriptural keys to receive more grace. It's not a formula. These are just things we've, in fact, you'll see it's kind of weaved through the whole week uh, how it ties in. Uh, so, no, number one, it's just real simple. We've talked about this a lot this week is revelation knowledge of Jesus. Everybody say revelation knowledge of Jesus. Second Peter 1 and verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So, uh, how many of you recognize and realize that grace multiplied would be increased? That would mean it would be more. So, grace can be multiplied, can't it? And, and it's multiplied to you through the knowledge of, of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now, notice this though, when grace comes, peace comes. You can see this throughout the Word that grace and peace are connected. They're connected. And so, uh, so one of the ways that you can tell whether you're walking in grace is you can measure the amount of peace that you have. If, if, if you're losing peace, it's probably because you're going back into performance or, or uh, law-keeping or something like that. But man, the more, the more grace you're walking in, the more peace you're going to walk in. The more peace you're going to have. The less, the less grace you're walking in, the less peace you'll have. You see that? It's, it's connected. So, uh, Jesus is full of grace and truth. So, the more revelation of Jesus I have... The more I know about his ways, the, the more I know how he thinks of things, the more I, I know what, what he's done for me at the cross, the more I exchange my thoughts for his thoughts, the more, the more grace I'm going to have. It's just that simple. The woman, the woman with the issue of blood, the woman with the issue of blood was that way for how many years? Twelve years. Okay. Could she, question, could she have been healed earlier? Absolutely. But what was the key? The key was she heard. Then when she heard about Jesus, the way he really was, it, it, she, she said, if I could just touch his garment, because she must have heard someone else touched his garment, then I'll be made whole. And then she came and, and she pressed and then she touched and then she felt. And it was all a result of the fact that she got more revelation of Jesus than she had before. See, the, their grace is connected to your individual revelation of Jesus and, and healing. You always need to understand healing, hearing and healing are connected. Many came together to hear him and were healed of their diseases. See, it, 
healing and hearing and healing are connected. And, and, and it's what you hear that produces faith in you that, that will cause you to receive. It's real simple. It's not difficult. It's not rocket science. More revelation of Jesus, the more, that, that you're, the more grace you're going to receive. Now, you, you understand, the, it, it, you, it typically begins at the new birth, doesn't it? I mean, God's revealing things to you ahead of time, but when you got born again, you know, then re, re, more revelation starts opening up to you because now you're born again. You, you, you're, your spirit's righteous. Your, your spirit has, been, has had a, has a, a divine transformation, right? Okay, in fact, but here's, here's my question, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be what? Okay. How many of you are saved? How did you get saved? In, in some fashion, you might not have said it just this way, but you had, you had to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you, you confess that with your mouth. You embrace that with your mouth, right? So, so here's my question. You started your walk with the Lord believing that God raises dead people. <laughs> Is that true? Are, are you saved, Ashley? Sometimes I wonder, but are you, no, you're saved, right? You're saved. You're saved. Okay, how did you get saved? You, by believing what? He was raised from the dead. You, you started your walk believing God raised dead people. So, how, how about you, Brian? Are you born again? Yes. Amy, is your dad saved? Yes. Okay, most of the time he acts that way, right? Okay, but how did you get saved, Brian? Asked and believed. Yeah, but what did you believe? That Jesus was my Savior. But, that, but he died for your sins, but he, he, he overcame death and raised from the dead. So you started your walk with God, believing God raised dead people. Amen. And then we have a problem with a little diabetes. We have a we have a problem that God we have a problem that God couldn't raise up some a paralyzed limb or or, or heal scoliosis or what you name it whatever it is, whatever it is listen we we started our walk believing God raised dead people we got a revelation that's the way you got saved what happened you need to go back to your beginnings. Look at your neighbor and say, I know he's talking to you. <laughs> say, I believe. I believe. With all my heart. All my heart. God, raises dead God raises dead people. And if he can raise dead people, he will raise my dead situation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man, I, 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 love, I love it when you get it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. 
But, we, but you know, we, we struggle then with these things, but, but you just go back to the beginning. The devil was defeated, totally defeated. Amen? And he's still a defeated foe. He's just not dead. And he tries to walk around, you know, and he's walking around seeking whom he may devour. You know, I was over a large African ministry for a period of time and until uh, uh, God translated me here. And, uh, but when we, I went on some safaris. And, and African lions are really interesting to, to uh, learn about and watch. African lions, uh, the, how many of you know the females are the hunters? And the men are lazy. The, I mean, the males are lazy, just lazy bums. They sleep 20 hours. Anyway, but here's, here's the way they hunt. The way they hunt is they, is they put the old lions and, and usually the male lions over, set them over here on one side of the pass. And then over here on the other side is where they have the young lions, the female lions, the fast lions, the hunter lions. And then the prey will come walking along right here in the middle somewhere. It could be wildebeest or water buffalo or zebra or, or you know, any number of, you know, it could be gazelles or whatever. They're, and they're walking. And then so they're, they're, they're going along. And then, and then the older lions, they, they, they roar. I'm not going to do a real good job of this, but, you know, you know, and, and what, do, what does the prey do then? They run in fear, okay, and then they get, come right into uh, the enemy's hands and they get, you know, devoured, okay? The, the devil, <laughs> the devil walks about seeking whom he may devour. He walks about as a roaring lion. He's, he's, he can't even gum you to death. The, the moral of that story is run toward the roar. I said run toward the roar. Run toward the roar. Run toward the roar. You're not going to die. You're going to live. You're going to live. Run toward the roar that says you're not going to get up again and walk. Run toward the roar. Run toward the roar. Man, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever the bully is in your life, run toward it with the Word of God. Amen? Whew, hallelujah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> we're about to take off. I mean, this is, this is awesome. Even though I'm preaching it, it's awesome. So, so I, I was healed of cancer. You guys saw, you guys saw my testimony about that. But um, you know, I, I got I got healed with just the revel, revelation. I, I used to believe that God, you know, certainly it was uh, possible for Him to heal because you know I read the Bible, but I didn't see it in the church I was going to. And so we started going to a um, attending a. Uh, a spirit-filled church, and we and the evangelist came through, and you know, a few people got healed. We didn't know it was God's mercy drops would fall on a few, and and others, you know, must not lived right or lived holy, or we didn't know. Um, you know, when I, in fact, when I had this, I could have been healed earlier when I had this growth in my neck, and uh, but I may, I tried to make a deal with God when I was in the, in the prayer line. You know, my brother wasn't saved. And I said, Lord, you know, I'd rather my brother be saved than me be healed. 
Hey, how many of you know that, that, uh, that uh, Jesus was the sacrifice for, for my brother's salvation, not me? But I was, I was stupid. I was ignorant. I just didn't know. And I was, make, I was you know, trying to prove to God I was holy. I, yeah, I mean, if you know that's not grace, and, but that's where I was. And so I, I didn't receive anything. I didn't know. But then I started getting revelation. And, and it was just this revelation set me free, got me healed of cancer. In Matthew 8, 2 and 3, where Jesus, uh, uh, the lepers asked him, you know, if, uh, was, it, was that the leper? I think it was. Uh, but he said, if, if you're, he said if, if, if you're willing, you know, you can make me whole. And Jesus said, I'm willing. Be cleansed. I mean, that, that, boy, that said a lot to me. I, I just, man, God, if you're willing to heal that leper, you're willing to heal me. He's no respecter of persons, right? Say, say God, you're willing, God, you're willing. To, heal to heal me. Your willingness, Your willingness reaches me. And, and I, I just believe that. And then 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And, and I, I, got, I got healed on those verses. That revelation brought me, brought me more grace. It brought me more healing grace. Are you listening to me? Then, then with Michael, uh, my second son Michael, when he was 15 months old, it's, it's in my book, you can, you can read it, but uh, he had an arthritic muscular condition where his joints would swell up twice their size and the doctors put some labeled some name on it and said that he would never walk again if it kept progressing and he wouldn't live past 10 years old. Well, you, you saw my story about how that um, I had those three men pray for me and um, so we, we, we went to the same three men to pray for, for Michael and, uh, and nothing happened. But this time the Lord said, I want you to, uh, I want you to grow up and, and I, want, I don't want you depending on men. I want you to get in my word. And so my wife and I started reading the Bible and we started getting, writing down healing scriptures. Now let, let me, let me how, how many of you have come this week to receive healing, but not only receive it, but to keep it? Okay. You, you don't have to come back to this conference again to keep it. You come back to this conference again so you learn how to be equipped to go out and minister and healing to others. Okay? But, but um, so we, we just, you, you know, if, if you came to receive healing, here's what, I'm, here's what I have, have difficulty understanding. Because when my son Michael needed, needed healing, I, I, I set time aside for my, for my business. My wife and I, I mean, we turned everything off. We didn't go to all of our family functions because all the family is going to be, oh, poor Michael, you know, what's wrong, you know, and all this stuff. And we couldn't do all that. And, and I mean, he couldn't, Michael couldn't crawl. When he turned, he had, he had to turn like this. He, he uh, I mean, we, we had him in different churches and the nurseries would call us and tell, him, tell us to come get him because he's crying all the time. And, uh, you know, I, well, here's the thing that I have a hard time, difficult time understanding people that need healing. Why, why, why don't you go to the source? Why wouldn't you just take time? If revelation knowledge of the word will bring you grace, why wouldn't you go and expose yourself to the word? Just spend time with him. I'm just saying. You know, we, we, you, you came all the way here. You took the time, and listen, God, God rewards you for that, but, but uh, you can't, you don't get this on secondhand revelation. 
you, you, can, you can receive healing, someone else praying for you. But listen, guys, uh, in, the, in, the, in the difficult hour when the enemy comes back, you've got to know the word and you've got to be able to fight him off. And it's got to be real to you. And, and I heard Kenneth Copeland and I heard John Osteen and I heard Kenneth Hagin and I heard all these Oral Roberts and all these people telling me, you know, about how Jesus came and healed them or healed their daughter or healed their family member. But I said, this is my baby. And just help God, Jesus. This is my baby. Help, I believe, help my unbelief. Make it real to me. And, and we just wrote down categories of Scripture. That's what my book, Scriptures to Live By. That's where it came. And my wife, we wrote down 70 different Scriptures. Some on healing, some on uh, the authority of the believer, some on the integrity of God's Word. And we would just quote those over Michael, speak them over our mind, speak them to the devil. It's written, and it's written again. And we would speak the word, and we, we would play that word. And when we weren't playing the word, we'd, we'd play worship music that encouraged our faith. And we were, I, I, I spoke it on a tape, and, and, and it was in the house 24-7 going. And, and for two months, the word of God was going as much as we could because I knew that that, that was our, our answer was revelation knowledge of the word. That's what he told me. And after two months, one passage of scripture, Psalm 119, 89 and 90, it's not even a healing verse, but it healed Michael. Psalm 119, 89, 90, forever, O Lord, your word is settling in heaven and your faithfulness is unto Michael and his generation. And I'm telling, I'm tell, all of a sudden, it's like we knew that we knew what we knew. Everybody else had, had said we knew Michael was healed. We expected it to happen the next day. It didn't happen the next day, but a month later, he crawled for the first time. Three months later, he walked for the first time. Three months after that, he ran for the first time. And he became faster than his older brother he needed to be. <laughs> Here, here's the point, guys. Listen, you're just one revelation away from enough grace to not only heal you, but heal your family, to heal other people. One verse, one revelation of Jesus. Just one. Everybody say one. It doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot. But, you, but there is effort involved. Some people, I've had people come to me this week and say, you know, they have this, all right, they say people tell me we're supposed to rest in grace and do nothing. And then other people say we're supposed to fight the devil. And we're, you know, which is it? It's both. I rest in the finished work of the cross. Uh, when I fight the enemy and just resist him, I do it from the strength of the victory that he gave to me 2,000 years ago. But that doesn't mean I don't do anything. Children of Israel, God provided manna, but they had to go out. They had to go out and get it. Amen. So it, it's there, there, there's a balance there. Um, man, I, uh, let, let me uh, let me tell you. A, fast forward. Let me tell you a story about my um, about about my granddaughter. My, I have four children. Janice and I have ten grandchildren. Um, seven years ago. Uh, Jessica, my youngest son's wife, was pregnant 
with their uh, third child. And it, they found out in doing the sonograms, they found out this, it was a girl. And, uh, and but then they also found out, uh, and they did, they did several sonograms, and they did over a several week period of time, kept doing these sonograms, they found out that, that uh, and her name is Joelle, that Joelle had club feet in her mother's womb. And so bad that one of the feet was turned backwards. One of them was sideways. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, y'all showed that too soon, but that's all right. So, they're believing God. They're praying. In fact, they're not even, they don't even want the church praying for them because they don't want to enter into unbelief or anything like that. And, and we had a meeting one time, a, a kind of a, a camp meeting type of a thing in the summer, and, and someone spoke a word. Uh, in fact, it was Pastor Chris Dunn. Uh, uh, Andrew, know, Andrew knows him. He was pastor of our church up in Bowie. He said, I, I don't know anything about this, Greg, but God told me he's healing somebody in their feet. And so I called Jeremiah. I said, is it okay if we just pray for for Jessica and for uh, Joel tonight, and he said, "Yeah, that's fine." So, so we got we got there, and then we started to pray. And this elder, who was the, also the doctor who delivered Joel, before we prayed, he said, "Wait a minute, Jeremiah, we're not going to pray for you. We're going to agree with you." And and you, God said, "You're supposed to take authority." Um, Matthew Matthew ten one, you've got authority. Over, over all sickness and disease, and uh, Ephesians 6, 2, that uh, your uh, children obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. He said, your, your, this, your child is an obedient child. You take authority over that child in, in his womb, and, uh, and, and, you're, and she'll be healed. And Jeremiah, got, he got revelation of his authority. Normally, we're all going to pray, right? And then hope for the best. But Jeremiah took his authority. He got, he got revelation. Jeremiah and Jessica got revelation. And I'm, I'm in, and then it's six weeks before the child's born. They're the same thing. We've got, we've got the sonograms to prove it. But when, when that baby was born, that little Aggie doctor who never even hardly smiles. When, when Joel was born, he was jumping and leaping and praising God because, now you guys can show it, <clears throat> she was born totally whole. No sign, no sign, and I don't know if, if it's up there, but no sign, no, no sign, and, and the only, here, here, was the, here was the only sign. The an her ankles had extra skin over them, which is exactly what would have happened had they done the surgery. Can y'all show her today where she's at? I mean, her picture today, is it on there? Oh, there she is. That's Joelle. Hey, she's walking. She's whole because of revelation of Jesus. Man, I can tell you story after story after story. There's more grace. How many of you know that's better than going through all, they were going to have to detach her foot and turn it around. Thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. Praise God. <laughs> Man, and I've seen, I could, I could just go on and on and on and tell you stories uh, about, uh, about the 
grace of God that comes through revelation. But I, but I want to get to a couple of other points here just, just briefly and, and let you know. But there's more grace for you. And there's more healing grace for you. For you. God, he's not just doing that for me. He didn't just do that for my son. Today, my son is Andrew's daily, produces Andrew's daily program. And the enemy tried to take him out. And he produces a, Andrew's daily program, getting the word out all over the world. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Hallelujah. On the other side of your storm is a great victory and great miracles and great ministry opportunities. Hallelujah. Then the second thing, well, let, let me just, let me just, I got I to gotta say this. Too many times we, we, we value Andrew's revelation, Dwayne's revelation, Barry's revelation, Carly's revelation, my revelation, greater than your little tiny little revelation. You know what that's like? That's like David trying on Saul's armor. And I'm not, and I'm not telling you we're like Saul in, in, in his frady hole. I, I'm not telling you that. Hey, what I'm telling you is this. Listen, what got you here you, you, you're the revelation that you've already, you already received from the Lord, uh, already, already, already took out a lion and already took out a bear and already knocked out poverty and already healed a relationship. It already did all these things for you. And let me tell you something, the same revelation that, that, that knocked out the, that lion and that bear will, will, will uh, take out Goliath in your life. Amen. Don't sell your revelation short. I said, don't sell your revelation short. What God reveals to you is enough to take your Goliath out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man, man, I'm preaching myself happy. Then James 4, 6, look at it again. James 4, 6. Um, well, let me feed First Peter. I better get to James. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to who? He gives grace to the humble. Now, let me add one more. Uh, I'm going to add two more clouds to, to, uh, to Dwayne's list uh, tonight is, is uh, pride. Pride will keep you from receiving more grace. God resists the proud. He gives grace to who? The humble. And, and, and the proud, the proud are the self-reliant and those who disagree with God that leads to rebellion. Okay? They're self-reliant. Okay? They sing with Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. And, and then they're, and you know, they, 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 this is their attitude even about revelation. Yeah, I know, I know about faith. I know about grace. I got this, God. I know, I know I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I know that. I mean, I've heard Andrew's teaching, you know, yeah, I know the moment, moment you, you start, you're telling me that, I know you don't know it because, because I don't know it yet. I don't know it all yet. And you know how swift I am spiritually, right? 
You know, they have this, I, I understand the formula, man, we can take it from here, God. Or, or you know, or it's like this, God, you know my situation. You know, it, it, God, you call me to Karis Bible College, but you know, you know I can't leave my girlfriend. You know I can't leave my boyfriend. You know, you know, you called us to be together. Well, obey God and you'll find out. Or you call, you, God, you called us, but you know, I can't, I, I'd have to sell my house. I'd have to rent my house. I'd have to, I'd have to move, really? You would. And it, and it cost all this money and, and you know, all this. And, and you're informing God of all these things. And God, you know, you know, you know. No, poor God, he didn't know that when he called you here, did he? Okay, my definition of my definition of, definition of humility, but it, but it's biblical. Is you it's de, de, to depend upon God and agree with God. It's real simple. I depend upon God and I agree with God. When I depend upon God and I agree with God, I get more grace. When I depend upon God, I, look, God's never called me yet to a place to do something that I feel adequate. I pastored for 24 years, uh, 27 years, 24 in one place, and then God calls me to, uh, anyway, I ended up here. Now I'm the dean of education at Karis Bible College, and I don't even know what a dean does. <laughs> but I'm just, I know it's good stuff, right? But, but it's, you know, he's always calling us into, into things that where we have to depend on his adequacy. I mean, this next building, I mean, we're, we're going to have to depend on God. We're going to look to God. How are we going to do it? Look to you. I'm going to depend on you. I'm going to agree with you. Amen. How many of you know, no Lord is an oxymoron. God, I'm, I know you called me to do this, but you, you called me to go to the mission field, but this and this, and you spend three weeks, three months arguing with God, you're just wasting your time. If he's your Lord, what, what's, what's the answer? Yes. And humility says, yes, Lord. Okay, I may not feel like I can do it. I may not have enough money. I may not have enough smarts. I might have, not have enough experience, but I do have God, and He called me. And my answer is where God calls me, He gives me His adequacy, and I step into it, and I'm able. And when it comes to healing, it's the same thing. You might not feel adequate. You might not feel like you've got enough faith. You might not feel like any, any of that. But the bottom line is yes, Lord. I am the healed. Yes, Lord. I, I am, uh, I, I am uh, totally and, and completely pain-free. Yes, Lord. I can walk. Yes, Lord. I can talk. Yes, Lord. Whatever it is you can't do, you, you, you declare you can do that. You agree with God. Say, I'm the healed. I'm the whole. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, we meditated. My wife and I, we, we meditated on the Word that we, were, that we were speaking over Michael. And we couldn't see it. We couldn't see it for so long. We meditated on it. But when that dropped into, didn't drop into our spirit, it dropped into our soul. When we got it, 
We saw, Janice had a picture of Michael running around the corner and he couldn't even crawl at the time saying, mama, mama, mama. You've got to enter into and embrace, Andrew's been teaching on imagination. You've got to enter into, that's your soul coming in alignment with your spirit, enter into seeing yourself the way God says. And you agree with that. I said, you agree with that. That's humility. And God gives grace, more grace, to the humble. Amen? What are you agreeing with? God and His Word or your circumstances? Then look at James 4, and this is number 3. We have the airport in sight. Do not disembark yet. God has more, more grace for you. James 4, 6, and uh, look at it, but he, but he gives us more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to who? The humble. Therefore, submit to God. Everybody say, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Which comes first? Submitting to God. Now, this is another cloud. Now, I know your flesh isn't going to like it or anything like that, but this, this is called submission. Submission. Submission, and I'm going to show you in a moment in Jesus' life, submission gives you more grace. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. There's two aspects of submission I want to talk to you about. And I understand, listen, I pastored for, for a lot of years, and, and I know the abuse that, I mean, man, your heart breaks over the abuse that people have gone through at the hands of spiritual authority, parental authority, you know, all kinds of physical abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse, all kinds of abuse. But listen, guys, the answer and the remedy, the remedy to that abuse is not, not anarchy and rebellion. That doesn't give you more grace. All that is is your flesh trying to protect yourself from being hurt again. And God will protect you, amen? And He doesn't protect you by rebelling. And, and submission has to do with learning to accept our role and place in life and realize that there are always going to be people in authority over you and there, and there are always going to be people in, uh, under you in authority. You know, Aunt Janet, Janice and I have known Andrew and Jamie now for 23 years, I think. Andrew and Jamie are our friends. Andrew's my friend. I mean, he, he loved us and he helped us in the minister's conferences uh, encouraged us and placed value on us and give us the word and came, came to our church and believed in us and, and all that. I, man, I'm indebted to my friend. But now Andrew's my, also my boss. And you know there are times Andrew will come by, hey Greg you want to go play golf or you want to do this? And you know hey that's fine. Well, man my friend I'll, I'll hang out with my friend. But, but he's also my boss. He's got, we've got a job to do and sometimes he doesn't even explain to me what he, what he wants done. And he'll just, hey Greg I need you to do this or that. Can you do that? Yes sir. I don't even ask questions. Because I'm, I'm submitted. You need to understand this guys. It, it's not, it, not going to really go well with you. It's going to be challenging for you to try to walk in authority while you're rebelling against authority. It gives the enemy place. I didn't write this. And I understand again, I'm trying, I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like 
Pastor Dwayne does sometimes. It's like, look, I, I, look, I, I have pathos and compassion for people that have gone through abuse. I mean, it just breaks my heart. But, but it also breaks my heart for people and then to build up their own self-protectionism and then they, and then they, they uh, actually um, are exempting themselves from the more grace that God has for them. When he says submit to God, it's impossible to submit to God if you're not submitting to authorities that God set as delegated authorities in your life. And then we, ha- and then we tolerate all this rebellion and, and bad attitude. And you know, how, how many of you have children? Okay, you know what, you know what this is like? <laughs> you know what that's like? Does it warm your heart? Does it, does it warm your heart when your children argue with you and, and, and play the attorney and, and all this stuff? Or, or, does it, or does it warm your heart when they say, uh, yes, Daddy, we'll do that? See, the same thing is true, guys, in the kingdom. And I know, look, this is why some people are not receiving their healing is because they're, they're, they're embracing rebellion against authority. They're not submitting now, 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 look, now, look, I've got another side of this that I want, I want to talk about, so don't, don't leave me yet. But look at, Luke chapter, look at Luke chapter 2. I want to show you Jesus' life, and I want to tell you one more thing, and then we're done. Well, we're, we're done. I'm done preaching. We'll let God manifest. And you know what He's going to manifest? He's going to manifest more grace. Here, tonight, in your life. And not only here tonight in your life, but then subsequent to this. There's more grace for you every day. Amen? So, uh, Luke chapter 2, and then um, verse, you know, the, it starts in verse 41, where his parents went to Jerusalem, and then um, when he was 12 years old, remember? And then, I'm not going to read all of it, but uh, verse 44, supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among them, uh, their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. And now it was after three days they found him sitting in the, in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Verse 47, and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. So when he saw them, uh, they, when, when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And Jesus said to them, why did you seek me? Didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? And you just, you and dad just going home, I'm going to stay here and obey God. Is that what your Bible says? Is that what Jesus did? Did Jesus pull out the God card? when authority spoke in his life, but they didn't understand the statement when he spoke to them. But look at verse 51. This is powerful. Watch this. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was what? Subject to them. But watch this. Watch, watch, watch. He was subject to them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. And and look at verse 52. And Jesus increased. Everybody say increase. Is increase more? He increased in what? Wisdom. In stature. And in what? Favor. You know what that word favor is? It's the word charis, grace. Jesus increased in grace when he submitted to people who were in authority over him. 
Wow. You're not too excited about this. I'm excited about it because I realize there's virtue. I, I believe I, there's benefit in me submitting. You know what? And, and real submission is not tested until someone in authority asks you to do something you don't want to do. And you do it with a good attitude, not rolling your eyes and huffing and puffing and bad attitude and, and all that. And then you wonder why the devil fights with you so much. It's because many times it's because you're giving him place. <laughs> I'm going to have to do this. So everybody say, I love, I love. <laughs> Pastor Greg. Yeah, Brother Dwayne. Brother Dwayne. <laughs> say, I love, I Brother Greg. Pastor Greg, Dean Greg, <laughs> just call me whatever you want to call me. Now watch this. Back at, back at James 4, verse 6 and 7, some, he said, God gives grace. He's going to give more grace. He's going to give grace to the humble. He resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. Then he said, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Another aspect of submission is this. When it comes to sickness and disease, who propagates that? Who perpetrates that? Who's the source of sickness and disease? The devil. You cannot resist the devil and submit and surrender to sickness, disease, pain, all that stuff. And too many people, they just, well, how long do I have to do this? How long do I have to believe? Listen, you never, 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 ever surrender to the works of the enemy. He's a defeated foe. He's a defeated foe. The only white flag I'm, I'm holding up is, is to Jesus, uh, to Andrew, my boss, and my wife. <laughs> when I need to. Praise God. Amen. No, man, I'm not. I, there, is, there is no surrender. There is no quit in me. There is no give up. There is no surrender to how well how long? Listen, here's, here's the problem. You got your eye on the clock. You got your eye on the calendar. You cannot walk in faith with your eye on the clock, your eye on the calendar. I st how, how long? I stand. How long? I stand. I stand. I stand on the Word. I stand on His love for me. I stand on His grace. I stand on the finished work of the cross. What happens if you die believing? I hope you do. I don't mean, I don't mean die, but I hope you're believing when you die. I'm believing. And I'm believing for big things. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm believing for more students here. And I mean, we're going to have to have, we're going to have to have a bigger campus, have more students here. Amen. I'm believing, I'm believing to, to raise up churches and pastors and ministers that are going to go out all over this nation. Youth pastors, worship leaders, ministers, marketplace ministers. We're going to equip people with this great message of the finished work of the cross. 
And we're going to raise up healing ministers that are going out and setting people free. That, that you know what? We, we're not quitters. We're not losers. We're not victims. We're victors. I'm not submitting to the enemy. I'm not raising, if, you, if you've raised a white flag, burn it. Draw a line in the sand. So I don't care how long it takes. Listen, here's the thing you need to understand about the devil, okay? He doesn't have the fruit of the Spirit. Part of the fruit of the Spirit is patience or long-suffering. You can, what does that mean? You can outlast the devil every time. My pastor Bob Nichols said the key to winning is just keep showing up. Answer the bell. Answer the bell. Keep answering the bell. Keep answering the bell. Just get up. And, and let the enemy have it. It's written, and it's written again. It's written. And I mean, you get up and say it's written, you might, you might, you know, hit the deck. You might feel like you're, you know, your face is bloodied a little bit. You might feel like, wow, man, that's an incredible hope demon I'm faced there with there. But you keep getting up because Jesus inside you is greater than any, than any demon. He's already defeated. He's a defeated foe. Man, uh, uh, you know, you, you've uh, all things, look at 2 Corinthians, I'm closing with this, look at 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Is this okay? <laughs> More grace. More grace. More grace. Hallelujah. We're drawing, we're opening up every, every package that Jesus has died and paid for to set us free. 2 Corinthians 2, and um. And verse 14, I might read a verse before, let me get to it here. Now thanks be to God who always, everybody say always, Always. who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance fragrance of his knowledge in in every place. Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph, always causes us to triumph. He always causes you to triumph. Man, when the enemy comes and hits you with his best shot, you just get up and tell him, always. It's written, my God always causes me to triumph. My God always causes me to triumph. You've got the patience of God on the inside of you. You can outlast the devil and you've got more grace. Amen. Amen. Keep resisting him. Keep speaking to to that sickness. Don't give up just because whether or not you felt better, whether you improved or not, I tell you the devil's got, you're giving him a migraine coming here this week. (laughs) Father, we want to thank you for more grace. We want to thank you for all grace. Hallelujah. Lord, it's not in our strength. It's not our might. It's not our power. But you have empowered us. You you have enabled us. You have made us adequate. And you've given us grace. Father, there's not one sickness, there's not one disease that can stand in the face of the finished work of the cross. The power of the cross has already overcome. And because he overcame, he gave us. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. We all, he always causes us to triumph. Say, he always causes me to triumph and always means always always means now and forever I'm a victor I'm I'm not a victim 
In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and thank Him. Come on, lift your hands and thank Him. More grace, Lord. More revelation, Father. More revelation of Jesus. Help us, Father, not to uh, make light of what you've downloaded in us. What you've downloaded in us is enough to take a, a, a horde of demons out, to take not only our sickness out, but, every, but other people we're praying for. In Jesus' name. And Father, we, we agree with you. We agree. We are the healed. Father, we, we submit to that picture on the inside. We're the healed. We're the healed. We're the healed. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that the thief, as Dwayne shared last night, the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. How many of you have $100,000 cash in your home right now? God forbid that any thief would steal. But $100,000 cash that a, that, a, that a thief could come and a burglar could come and steal from your house. If you lift in your hand, you're not a wise person. Why don't you have 100000 in your house right now, Ashley? Why, why couldn't a thief come and steal 100000 cash from your house? You don't have it at your house. I know you got more than that in a bank account. A, a thief and a burglar is not going to take the risk to come to a house and get thrown in jail and try to He's going to and try and, and, and rob something unless he knows you've got something. He's scoping it out. He knows you've got it. The fact that the enemy has come to you to steal your healing proves you've got it. 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 I said you've got it. You've already got it. And, and he's a loser. He's a loser. And if you stand your ground, you stand your ground. You don't submit, for, you don't surrender one moment to any symptom of the enemy. No matter how long it's been, you stand your ground and you watch God come through for you. Amen. What he did for me healed me of cancer, what he did for Michael, what he did for, for Joel. Oh, Jesus. His heart so moved with compassion towards you. You're the one he died on that cross for. You're the one he took stripes on his back for. You, it's you. It was you. It was you. It was you. It was you. You say, I'm the one. I'm not going to let one bit of the punishment and the shame go to waste. And I'm not going to take what Jesus took for me. Amen. But I'm going to manifest the power of the gospel, the power of this grace all over the world. And, and, and I'm going to the other side. And I'm going to the other side with victory. And I'm going to the other side with great ministry opportunity. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Whew. Praise God. I'm telling you, the healing power of God 
is here because it was already released 2,000 years ago. And, the, and those gifts, those grace gifts that we've left unopened, I'm telling you, there, there better not be one gift unopened under Calvary's tree tonight. Say, God, I'm opening these gifts. I'm opening healing. I'm opening, I'm opening freedom. I'm open everything you've got for me, Lord, in Jesus' name. How many of you are born again? If you die tonight, you know you go to heaven. Lift your hand high. All right, put your hand back down. How many of you are not sure of your relationship with God? If, if you were to die tonight and, and you were to face the, face the Lord, or if you, you go to heaven, what, I mean, what, why, would, why would, would I let you in? What, what is the basis uh, of your relationship with God? If you're not sure and you want to be, we, wanna, we want you as an old man. That's the greatest gift. But it's a whole package. I said it's a whole package. If you're not sure, we want to pray for you. If you're not sure, if you're unsure of your salvation, lift your hand up real high. I want to pray for you right where you're at. I, where, where I thought I saw a hand, where did, it, where did it go? Did you put it right back down? All right. Let me ask you this. How many of you know that you've been filled with the Spirit? You've got, you've got the baptism, you've received the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. And with that, you pray in your spiritual language. Lift your hand. Would you attest that this is a wonderful gift? Praise God. All right. How many of you have not uh, been baptized in the Holy Spirit where you pray in your own spiritual language that's not English or not your native tongue? How many of you have not been filled with the Spirit, but you want to? All right, I see, I see a few hands. Praise God, we want to pray for you. Amen? All right? If, you're not, if you want to be filled with the Spirit tonight, just stand up right where you're at. You want to open this gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You want to, you want to open it. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Would, would, you, would you just come down to the front? Come on down. Amen. Let's come on. Come on down. Praise God. Man, it's awesome. It's awesome. Man, that, that's awesome for you to come and respond to the Lord. It's awesome. You, you, know what, you know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is? You know the stigma that goes with it? It's, re, it's really a pride buster. Because who wants to hang around people that, have, that, that speak in tongues or speak in this other language? And, you know, you kind of, what, what is this all about? And I'm telling you, I shared some of the benefits of this. Praying in the, in the Holy Spirit, it keeps you in the love of God. Praying in the Holy Spirit, uh, causes, it causes, it stirs up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit will cause you to enter into rest. And, you know, how many of you have prayed before and your English ran out? happens with me a lot. I don't even know what to pray for as I ought. But man, I can, I can shift into that gear of praying in the Holy Spirit. And man, man, God, God will take that and use it. Plus, uh, He will start enlightening uh, you, the Word, uh, through you as you're praying in the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit will start to manifest through you. Now, I want to ask, we're going we're gonna to pray for people. Uh, and, and man, there's going to be healing pop like popcorn tonight because you got it. 
you can't have been here all week and not open this gift. But you know what? I think this is worth us just taking a moment here with these. Amen. Praise God. Are you born? Are each of you born again? You know for sure that you're born again, that you that that, that you're saved. Okay. Praise God. Amen. Well, the the Bible says that that uh, if if you ask the Father for for the gift of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a scorpion. You're not going to get a serpent. You're not going to get a scorpion. In other words, you can't get anything evil. The devil can't get involved in this. And he'll, he'll give you this good gift. Uh, on the day of Pentecost, they, he said, wait until you're dude with, uh, with uh, power from on high. And I'm going to give you this gift uh, of the Holy Spirit. And it'll cause you to be witnesses to me. And they, and, and they waited and the Holy Spirit was poured out, and he was, He's been poured out ever since. And they began to speak with other tongues. They began. And so, so you guys, we're going we're gonna to ask the Father for that gift. Now, you have the Holy Spirit in the new birth, but, that, but you have Him in you like a well. Now, this is like rivers of water flowing out of you, and it's for ministry to others. Amen? So... Are, are you ready to receive? Absolutely. Praise God. Y'all stretch your hands out toward them. Let's all, let's all pray together. Just say, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for my salvation, for the new birth. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I thank you for that. But you have more gifts for me. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit for me. And you said, if I came to you and asked, and I'm asking, then I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you said that, that uh, a spiritual language is accompanied with that. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I received that in Jesus' name. Now, now listen to me just before you, just before you pray. The Holy Spirit's not going to grab your tongue and move it. He's not. That's what I used to think. You have to yield your tongue and lips to speak something that your mind cannot control. That's a sign you're filled with the Spirit. So say, thank you, Father. Thank you, I've asked, and now I receive, and, now I, receive, and I begin, and I begin to, speak to speak with other tongues in Jesus' name. Go ahead and pray now. Pray in, pray in other tongues. Go ahead and speak. Stay bravo, go ahead and speak. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now listen, everybody stop. Everybody stop. The Bible says, I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with my understanding also. You can pray with your understanding anytime you want to, can't you? You know what else? Every one of you spoke in tongues. Every one of you. Now, but, but the Bible says you can pray in the Spirit anytime you want to. I will pray with my understanding. I will pray with the Spirit. So you can pray in the Spirit. So now, say thank you, Father, thank you, Father. 
I've been filled with the Spirit. I have that gift. I thank you. And you said I can pray in the Spirit anytime I want to. So I want to. Go ahead and pray again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Man, this is awesome, isn't it? This is awesome. Praise God. Now, every day, pray, and some of you need to pray a little louder so your ears can hear it. Your mind's going to tell you that, you know, it's kind of crazy and, you know, and it's, but I'm telling you, it, man, God is so pleased because now you've unlocked more grace. Man, you've, got, you've unlocked more grace in your life. You're going to be able to draw up the wisdom of God when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says you, when you pray in the Spirit, you pray mysteries. And then we pray the uh, wisdom of God in a mystery. And so 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 1 Corinthians 14, 2. So we've got, a, we've got some books to give you. If you guys would just turn that way, we want to give you a gift. Give them a good hand. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Appreciate you. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Now, you see how easy, you see how easy that was for them to receive? It's that easy to receive healing. No problem. No problem. No problem. Say, no problem. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just lift our hands and thank Him. Father, we want to thank You for what You've done, what You're doing. Praise God. Father, You've just unlocked for us keys that release, Father, what You've already provided at the cross. Thank God for more grace. Thank God that there's no hindrance. It's like it's, the limits are off. I just see like, like the limits are off. I just see that where, where, your, where your mind was giving you trouble. It's like it just, it just blew open in Jesus' name. Uh, that ceiling was lifted. That, 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 uh, that barrier was lifted. And, and now it's like you're receiving. There's no limit. There's no hindrance to your receiving. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> I, I, I release to you the grace for revelation knowledge. And if the re John, the re revelation knowledge is coming to you, sir, and you're going to speak the word with boldness that's going to cause miracles, signs, and wonders to happen. Just at your word, at your word, uh, uh, miracles are going to happen. Uh, limbs are going to grow out. Uh, the, the dead are going to be raised. At your word. Because, you, because your, your authority is, is, is Lord in the spirit realm. In Jesus' name, praise God. Man, I'm telling you, there's, there's healing happening all throughout the house right now. 
Praise God. If you got revelation and and uh, and and, it, and it's equating in your life where I'm, you're saying I'm opening the, this healing gift tonight. I'm opening it. It's not. I'm I'm staying. I'm not staying bound anymore. I'm not submitting or subjecting myself to my symptoms anymore. I'm 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 standing in my healing power. If that's you, just stand up right now. Just stand up. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, there's a lot of people standing. And, and you know what we ought to do? Uh, I don't, we, we may do a lot of other things, but one, one thing we ought to do is, is lay hands on one another. That's, that's one thing we need to do right now. So if, if there's somebody standing by you, let's, let's lay hands on them. Let's agree for the power of God. Let's, let's pronounce uh, an end to sickness and disease in their body. You don't need to know what's wrong with them. Just, just pronounce healing. Great grace in Jesus' name. Those of you who are watching on, on a but on live stream, we, I, I pronounce to you the healing power of God. Put your hand on your body where you need healing, and, and, and I speak the life of God. I release the power of God on the inside of you. It's no problem for God. The gr There's more grace. I say more grace to you. More grace to you. More grace to you. More grace that the finished work of the cross provided. More grace in releasing uh, miracles, signs, and wonders in your life. The healing power of Jesus is made manifest. Pain go in Jesus' name. Arthritis. You're, you're, uh, you're a defeated foe. You can't stay in these bodies. In Jesus' name. Arthritis, diabetes, go in Jesus' name. Uh, diabetes, we're telling you, you cannot stay. You're a trespasser in the name of Jesus. Heart problems, uh, uh, problems in the, uh, in the arteries, uh, blockage in the arteries. Are, oh, it's open, it's open. God, the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Word, is doing a rotor-rooter work in your heart, in your arteries, in Jesus' name. All kinds of tumors. We speak to tumors. You can't live in these bodies. Dissolve. Dissolve. We speak to you to be removed in the name of Jesus. By the grace of God, by the power of the cross, the finished work of the, cro of the cross, and the fi finished work at Calvary makes them whole. We don't submit to you anymore. Pain, all kinds of pain. Leave, depart, go, go from the body of Christ. You're trespassers. You're trespassing on God's property. These bodies, these bodies are the Lord's. These bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And we release the healing power in virtue of Jesus to flood their bodies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All kinds of infections, all kinds of infections bladder infections, kidney infections. Infe there's all there's a, uh, someone's got an infection of the blood. I don't even know if that's possible. That's what I'm hearing. Is that possible? It must be because I'm hearing it. So there's, I, I speak freedom and, and uh, the I, I apply the power of the cross and the blood of Jesus uh, that, that, uh, that is better than any antibiotic in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, praise God. I tell you, all kinds of tumors are dissolving in Jesus' name. All kinds of tumors, all kinds of cancers 
or dying or leaving. In Jesus' name, did you have something? Praise God. I just feel that there are, there are people here that have seen everyone else around them getting healed and they think, well, is there any left to me? Is there any left to me? There's, there's plenty left for you, amen? We're not on a time limit here. We're not on a time limit here because you make sure you don't leave without getting the, the answer that you came for. You just reach out and take it because it's yours. It's yours, amen? We're not waiting for it to manifest. We're watching for it. There's a difference. We are watching with expectancy. Amen. Amen. I mean, the, the healing power of God is, is I mean, before anybody lays hands on you. I mean, while, while you were laying hands on, on one another, man, the power of God's being released. It's been transferred. Man, I mean, you, you just need to thank God for the power of God working in your body. Say it's working. The power of God. The grace of God is at work in the name of Jesus. You, you know, you know, in, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the Old Testament, uh, what, what, uh, is it Zechariah? Zechariah. When you get to heaven, Zechariah's going to ask you, have you read my book? <laughs> but in Zechariah, I think it's chapter, is it four? Uh, anyway, it's in the Bible. And, and Zerubbabel had, Zerubbabel had, uh, tried to uh, build the temple, tried for a long time, had disappointment and all that. And, and, and uh, man, they came and spoke to him and, uh, and told him, listen, uh, you, you, you speak grace to that mountain. With shoutings of grace. Amen. With shoutings of grace to that. I said, with shoutings of grace to that. With shoutings of grace to that. With shoutings of grace to that. Whatever that mountain is, whatever that sickness is, there it is. It's in the Bible, I told you. One verse off. Who are you, oh great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you'll become a plain and you'll bring forth the capstone with sh shouts of grace, grace to it. Amen. Praise God. Let's, let's just do that. Whatever it is, whatever it is, where the enemy's trying to camp in your body. Uh, he's a trespasser, and, and grace defeats him. I said grace defeats him. Shoutings of grace. Shoutings of grace. It's real easy in a, in a corporate faith like this to be stirred up and to be encouraged. But I want to encourage you in the middle of the night, if that symptom comes back, if that pain tries to persist, whatever it is, if you get a, if you get a worse report from the doctor, I want you to leave there and shout grace. 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 And more grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give him a shout. Hallelujah. Praise you, Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Did you you guys have you guys have anything? Daniel, get on up here.
Man, when we were just shouting grace a little while ago, the Lord spoke to me and said that there are pastors here who are discouraged because you are not seeing the results that you wanted to see in the area of healing. And specifically, I heard the Lord say pastors. And you know, when Andrew was talking about that earlier, when, when Oral Roberts had said what he had said to him, and I've had a couple of you asked me about that, you know, what does that mean exactly? I mean, if we're pastors, can we not see the move of God in our churches? No, I'm telling you, the reason why pastors often don't see the move of God is because they're dealing with the same people week after week after week. You know, they're living with those people. They're not just coming into a town and, and teaching a message and leaving the next day. Amen? But they're living with them and walking with them day after day. Let me, let me tell you something. The power of God can be made manifest in your churches just like it can anywhere else, or Jesus wouldn't have told us we could do it. Amen? Amen. So how many of you Amen. pastors tonight would be bold enough to, stay, to say, that's me, and you know what? I'm not settling for less. I'm going for the best because I know the best is yet to come. So I know we're all standing right now, but if that's you, would you just raise your hands? If that's you, and I want those who are around these people who are raising their hands, just to lay hands on them and come into agreement that God's best is theirs right now. That they're not going to back off of the supernatural. They're not going to back off of signs and wonders. They're not going to back off of the things of the Spirit. But instead, they're going to train. They're going to disciple. They're going to pastor the move of God. They're going to pastor that's what God is called, is to pastor the flock of God. Be an overseer. And move out, step out. Don't be discouraged by the weakliness of what you're doing. Don't be discouraged by the, the day after day. Lord God, we just release encouragement to them right now. We say we are not aborting the vision that you have given to us, Lord God. But we're coming into agreement with these pastors and we're saying, Lord, we believe the best is yet to come in Jesus' name. Thank you for supernatural signs and wonders and healing and encouragement tonight. And then I also heard the Lord say a little while ago that many of you, God has spoken to you specifically. He has spoken to you specifically about certain things in your life but because you didn't see it when you thought you were going to see it, let me tell you what, I can identify with that. God showed me all kinds of things in my life and I didn't see it when I thought I was going to see it. Let me tell you what, that is not God's will. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We have a paralyzed man who just got up out of his wheelchair right over here. If you're wondering what's happening. This is what a healed man looks like right here. He said, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. It's mine. It's mine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. In Jesus' name. It's yours. It's yours. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're walking today. You're running 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's just give the Lord praise tonight. Jesus is the healer. Thank you, Lord. Let's give the Lord praise tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Prayer ministers, come on down. Praise God. Listen, many times when God gives you a vision, God is doing something supernatural in your life. It's yet for an appointed time. This man has had a vision to get up out of that wheelchair and walk. That's the power of God working in your body, brother. Every single cell has to obey in the name of Jesus. Every single part of you, every single muscle, every single nerve, every single tendon, everything that's been damaged by sickness and disease, he's, he's been healed right now in Jesus' name. We come into agreement with in you Jesus right now. Name. We in Jesus' name, we speak strength to you. Strength for you. Thank you, Lord. This man was in a car accident several years ago, and when the airbag deployed, it crippled him. The airbag deploying was what actually hurt his body and caused him to be in this condition. How many know that God is reversing an accident? Amen. Hallelujah. This is not too hard for Jesus. Not too difficult for God. Thank you, Lord. And you know, many of you, God has spoken to your hearts and because of something you've done or something that someone else did to you, it's felt like it was an accident, spiritually speaking. And I'm telling you, the same God who is the author is the same God who's the finisher. And I want to just speak a word to you tonight to encourage you to not abort the vision that God spoke to your heart. What God spoke to you was the real deal. And what God said to you by His Spirit, He is faithful to bring to pass what He said He would do. And so I just want to pray over you tonight and just release a word of encouragement over you. If you are one of those people that said, you know what, if I'm honest, I have totally backed off of the vision that God gave me years ago, but I'm reversing that thing right now tonight, and I'm going to go for God's best in my life. How many of you want to raise your hands tonight and say, that's me, and I'm repenting tonight, and I'm turning around from unbelief and doubt. And I'm repenting tonight, and I'm saying yes to the vision that God put in my heart. I'm saying yes to the will of God. I'm saying yes to the kingdom of God. And I'm saying yes to your purpose being fulfilled in my life right now in Jesus' name. Now go ahead and just give God praise and thank Him that He's able. Amen. He's able. He's able. And He's willing. Hallelujah. He's able. And he's willing. Glory to God. If there, is, if there are still things that you need to receive, what are you waiting for? Come on down. Come on. Come on. Come on. Receive it. Amen. God is willing and he's down. able to heal. Hallelujah. He so, is willing and he is able to heal. Someone's been dealing with fibroids. Who's been dealing with fibroids? Come on They're down. painful. Right at the back there. Jesus is healing you. You, you ma'am, right Amen. now. Jesus is healing you right now in Jesus' name. Them fibroids are man, shrinking. Say, Come on we down. command the them to leave right. your body right now in the name Jesus of Jesus. Paid the price. You would leave that. 
with his blood. It cost his life everything. Thank you, Lord. All over this place, God is moving by his spirit. People are responding to the word of God. Praise you, Jesus. Let me just say that the Lord really spoke to me that there's people that came here for whatever reason, um, but you've been deeply affected. You know that your whole life is going to change from this point on. You don't know exactly what it is. But the Lord was speaking to me that there's some of you that he's calling into full-time ministry right now. Yeah, that's and good. you have never even thought of this before. But God's speaking to you tonight. Good. And uh, I'm just being led of the Lord to confirm to you yeah. that this is what God's telling you. Amen. That he wants you to dedicate the rest of your life to taking this and sharing it with other people full-time. All of us are ministers but he's calling some people right now into full-time ministry. And this is just a confirmation to you. So you need to respond to the Lord right now. It's not about me. It's not about anybody else. You don't have to come and tell somebody else what's happening. But right now, That's between right. you and the Lord, you need to take this as a word from God and respond. And the Lord showed me that if he tarries, if we've got decades left, There'll be a day that you'll be leading services like this. Yes. And you'll remember this night when God first separated you under the ministry and called you. And That's good. it's going to be making a difference. It's going to be touching thousands and thousands of people. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just release this word. I yes, pray Lord. that you would speak yes, God. into the hearts of people, that yes, you would confirm Lord. this. Father, I pray Thank that a you, fire Jesus. would begin in Thank people's you, hearts and burn that will never go out, yes, Lord. regardless of what opposition they come into. Thank you, Father. And Father, you'll give them the ability to stay the course and do it for you and for all of the people, that the yes. fruit is worth all of the effort. Thank you, Lord God. And Father, I believe that you guide them. You bring people across their path. Send them places where they can be mentored and learn. But we just agree and believe that you are calling people into your service, and this is going to affect the lives of tens of thousands of people. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah, give him praise. That's awesome. Someone's been told by the doctor that they need to have a hysterectomy. Who's that? Who's been given a report by the doctor that they, they've, they've been struggling with over there at the back, you've been told that you need to have a hysterectomy. Is that you? Jesus is healing you right now. Somebody lay hands on that person, that lady back there. She's got her hand up right there. There we go. Blonde hair. Someone lay hands on that lady. The Lord's healing her uterus, healing her reproductive organs. There's no need for surgery when Jesus is healing you. Amen. If you've got a testimony you want to share tonight, Ashley's right over here. Raise your hand, Ashley. And uh, you come see him, and, and we'll get a microphone for you and encourage other people with what God is doing in your life. Praise God. 
We've got testimony sheets up here at the front. The reason we do this is because we believe you're going to receive, praise God, all kinds of supernatural things happening tonight. Someone's just given us a word here that we are the seeds of the next revival. That's pretty good. We are the seeds of the next revival right here. We are the seeds of the next revival. Hallelujah. The seeds of the word of God. Life itself. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for being our healer. Lord, you are awesome, and we exalt you above every name. You are the name above every name. Someone's been having a problem with their optic nerve. Who's been having problems with their, their optic nerve? This lady in the blue. Someone, let, someone, come on, you're all filled with the Spirit. Lay hands on this lady. Anyone else got their hands up? Problems with their optic nerve? Someone over there with their hand up? If you're over the back there, right down here, right down here, lay hands on them. Lady at the back, standing up by the fireplace. Somebody lay hands on her. Jesus is healing optic nerves right now. We speak healing into that optic nerve. We speak life into cells that were once dead. We speak perfect vision, perfect vision, that the pictures that you see with your eyes will be connected to your brain and processed normally. The right length of optic nerves, the right quality of optic nerve. There is nothing wrong with the fibers in your body. In Jesus' name, Jesus is healing them right now. Thank you, Lord. Somebody's been told that they're a carrier for a hereditary disease. Who's that? Who's been told that there's, there's something hereditary in their family right at the back there? Over there? We cancel that diagnosis. We cancel that diagnosis of hereditary diseases right now. They're not going to pass on to any more generations. They're stopping right now. Right now. You're a new creation. You're a new creation. Come here, sir. Amen. Come here. Amen. We speak life into your body. We just cancel that diagnosis in Jesus' name. That's the power of God working in your body, brother, right now. We release the life of Christ right into your body. He's cancelling that diagnosis of hereditary disease. He's setting you free. Everything about you is free and brand new. We just we just call that spirit to leave now. Now. Out. Jesus. Leave. Jesus delivered you, brother. Yes. You go, praise the Lord. You've just been delivered, brother. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We've broken that curse. Amen. Someone's being healed of a brain tumor right now. I just heard the Holy Spirit say brain tumor is being healed right now. Is that you or this person right here? Anybody else? Anybody else brain tumor? Praise God. Father, we just thank you right now for that brain tumor being, being totally healed. We speak deliverance in the name of Jesus. We say tumor, you are an illegal intruder. And we rebuke you in the name of Jesus and command you to leave this body right now in Jesus' name for complete and total brain function. 
a sound mind Amen. full of love and power. Amen. A sound mind in Jesus' name. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody has a problem with their, their valve in their heart. Who's a problem with a valve in their heart? Over there, right over there. Who else? There's problems with the valve. Right over there, gentlemen, over there. We just speak life to that valve. We command that valve to function as it was created to be in the name of Jesus. It's going to open and shut with perfect timing. We just speak to the electricity in your heart. We command it to be regular. We, just, we speak to irregular heartbeats. We, we tell you to regulate right now. Regular heartbeats in Jesus' name. Jesus Healthy, name. strong hearts. Put your hand up if you've got a heart right condition. Now. If you've got Praise a heart God. condition, God is creating you a brand new heart. A whole new heart in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Everything to do with heart conditions. The Lord is just touching you right now. Thank you've, you, you've, you've already struggled. Thank you've been you, lacking in energy, Lord, finding God. it hard to breathe. This, is, this has Thank troubled you, you for a long time. No more. There is nothing that you cannot do. You can do all things because Christ has strengthened you. Thank He's you, healing Jesus. you from the inside out. He's healing you from the inside out. Congenitive heart Lord, failure. Lord's healing congenitive heart failure right now. He's reducing inflammation. Somebody's had a problem with swelling around their heart. The heart's pumping irregularly. It's swollen. It's not operating as it should. It's inefficient. Well, the Lord's creating in you a brand new heart. A brand new heart. So do something you couldn't do before. Amen. Jump up and down. Move. Do something that would otherwise cause you a problem. Lady over there has been healed. Look, she's leaping up and down right there. There she goes. There it is. There she goes. Leaping you, and jumping and praising God. Just like in Acts chapter 3. Hallelujah. Yeah, high five that woman. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I just see the Holy Spirit stitching tendons together. Someone's had a problem with their their tendons coming apart from wherever they're meant to be. Who's had problems with their tendons? Brian, come up here. Come up here. We speak life to these tendons. We speak life to this body in Jesus' name. We command full, full restoration. Full strength, better than it was before. Better than it was before. We speak healing into these tenders. Full mobility in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Got a little double dose there, didn't you? Thank you, Lord. If you have a testimony, come on up and share it with us. Come on, healing into these tenders right now in Jesus' name. You receive it, brother. You receive it. Thank you, Lord God.
Say the Holy Spirit is just moving all over this place. Put your hand and wave if you've been healed already. Well, look at all these hands. Look at all these hands. That's the Holy Spirit healing people right where you are. Right where you are. You can receive it right now. No one needs to even touch you. You just receive it. You reach up and you grab what is already yours. Kim, you have the grace. You have grace. This is healing grace. Kim, so many words healed. Thank you, Lord. I agree with you in Jesus' name. That is awesome. Is this your daughter? No. Jesus. You guys look like you could be related. Amen. Jesus. That is awesome. So what happened? have a healing in process here, but I want you to hear what happened to this young lady real quick. Tell us what happened. So I was born with cerebral palsy. Um, and when I was little, I'd gotten prayed for and my legs had gone straight. We had no idea there was anything wrong with me when I was born. But a couple minutes later, my legs twisted in a way that was not natural and we knew that was not God. Um, and for so long, I've been prayed for so many times and just nothing happened. And I started to lose faith in it. But since I've gotten here and I've been confirmed with so many words from so many different people, my healing is gonna be manifested and ever since I got here, my walking has gotten so much better than it was. And it's going to be manifested fully tonight. Amen. Amen. How many of you say, I agree with you right now in Jesus' name. The cerebral palsy is under her feet, Amen. not in her feet. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we just thank you for completely in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That is tenacity right there. Amen. Praise God. She's not settling for second best. Thank you, Jesus. No name higher than the name above every name. Who in here is suffering from osteoporosis? Over there, over there, over there. Oh, lots of people. Well, Jesus, good news is Jesus is healing osteoporosis. We, could, we speak life to those bones, strength to those bones, strong, healthy bones. You're not going to have to worry about breaking bones anymore. You're not gonna, you don't even, let it, don't even let it concern you. Jesus is creating new strength in your bones. He sent His Word and He has healed you. And it's life to all your flesh and it's strength to all of your bones. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
And I just heard the Lord say healing of hysterectomy. And I went just to talk to Carly and she said, I just called that out a few minutes ago. I didn't even hear her call it out. Isn't that awesome? So the Lord gave me that same word for the healing of hysterectomies. So if that is, is there anybody here tonight who's standing for a healing for hysterectomies right tonight? There. In right Jesus' name. Amen. Right over here. Praise God. Over here. Amen. Praise the Lord. You receive that as a word from the Lord tonight. That, that situation is resolved. It's taken care of now in Jesus' name. She's watching online. Praise God. Hysterectomy healed in the name of Jesus. Somebody online tonight who's watching online, receive that healing right now in the name of Jesus. And by the way, all of you who are still with us online, everything that's happening here can be happening right there as well. Praise God. There's no distance with God in the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's no distance with God. He sent his word and healed them. And what's happening here is happening there. When these words are called out, you receive it. Whatever it is, if it's not called out, you receive it. It's yours tonight. The Holy Spirit is just simply highlighting what's already been finished and giving you a point of contact to come into agreement through the gifts of the Spirit. I'm telling you, He's just got another way to get healing to you. Amen. Father, we bless you and thank you for that tonight. We thank you, Lord God. God. I love how the Holy Ghost takes care of business. The Holy Ghost knows how to take care of business and do it right. Praise God. Hallelujah. All kinds of supernatural things happening all over this place. You got it. And you there on the internet. Praise God. Mm, thank you, Jesus. There is nothing too difficult for God. Amen. The Bible says all things are possible if you'll just believe. 
Just believe. You believe the word. Not somebody's opinion, but we're believing the word of God and all things are possible to him who believes. So, Father, we bless you tonight. Thank you for it. We magnify your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord God. Those of you joining us online, I wish you could see all over this auditorium. I know you're seeing, you know, what, what we're able to show you. But literally all over this auditorium, people are being ministered to by other believers. There's, there's people being prayed for all over the auditorium tonight. People receiving healings, manifestations of healings happening. I'm telling you, this is what the church should look like in the last days. Amen. God is restoring. God is helping us to recover what is rightfully ours. This is the day the Lord has made for us to rejoice and be glad in Him because our provision has already been made available in Christ. It's in Him that we live and move and have our being. And God wants us well. He wants us to be prospering. We are too blessed to be stressed. Amen. God's peace even passes our understanding. Let God's peace pass your understanding in that situation that you're believing Him for right now. Whatever has been such a big mountain in your life that you've been facing, as Pastor Greg said a moment ago, shout grace to that thing. I'm telling you, there is no obstacle higher than the love of God. Nothing too difficult for God. Ashley, what do we have going on, over here? going on over here? Oh boy, look we at got, this, guys. We've wow. been donating a walker here. This is Rhonda. And Rhonda hasn't been able to walk anywhere near this for four years. Wow, look she at She hasn't that. been able to stand up straight. Wow, She's just look at this. Fit. She hasn't been able to stand Woo! up straight. Look, look at this. Yeah. Wow. Here's what Wonder a when, lady looks like. When's the last time you was able to stand up straight and walk like this? Uh, it's been at least a year and a year and a half. I started getting crippled about almost four years ago. Four years ago. And you was due for surgery, right? I was supposed to go back. Well, I was supposed to have had surgery already. But my husband and I just were Christians. We were, we were trying to, we were new and learning this kind of stuff. And we just wanted to believe, and that's why we decided we'd come to this healing conference. We said, you know, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. You found a better way, praise God. Look at Rhonda go. Amen. Amen. Woo! Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, she could have. She was bent over double. You may have seen her now. Look at her straight up straight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Life, we understand straight. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. I just hear the Lord saying, He's straightening limbs. He's straightening limbs. He's growing them out. Who needs that? There's someone at the back waving up there. Who needs their limbs straightened? It's not a problem for Jesus. Look at Stretch this. Stretch them out. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Right over there. Is that you? 
Right you know, sometimes when someone's begin, beginning to receive their healing, it may look a little bit messy. Don't be intimidated by that. It's okay. Jesus isn't the least bit worried about it. Amen? You just step out. You take a step of faith. Amen. It doesn't have to be a perfect step. Amen? Amen? You just activate. You step out. You do something that you couldn't do before. If you believe you have received, there's going to be corresponding action. It doesn't matter if it's a little bit messy. It's okay. Hallelujah. Someone's been struggling with a pain in their breast. And they've been worried about it for a while. Who's been struggling with pain in this area? You have, ma'am. Someone lay hands on that lady right there. We just command that pain to leave you right now in Jesus' name. We, we, we just cancel any kind of disease or sickness that might be causing that. Ma'am, you God. don't even think about cancer. Yes. Don't even let your brain go there. Your breast is healed. We call you healed in the name of Jesus. We tell all inflammation, all pain to leave. It must leave your body right now. Right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How you doing? You good? You good? How you doing? You... All right. You got it. You got that. Easy peasy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love this corporate anointing of faith that's in this place. I'm telling you, this is awesome. People are getting up out of wheelchairs and walkers, and friends are helping other friends. Other believers are coming alongside other believers. Amen. Carly and I always say everybody needs four crazy friends when it comes to believing God for healing. Right. Somebody who'll let you down through the roof if necessary. Amen. Amen. Somebody who'll be dare to believe the word of God. Somebody who will be bold enough How to claim the promise. Amen. Yeah, it looks like there's healing going on down here. People jumping and leaping and praising God over here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness to your word. We rejoice with you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're just getting a word that's kind of a sensitive word in a, in a regard, but someone is impotent, and that you do not have to remain that way. That's right. Impotence is something that can be healed in Jesus' name. So if that's you, you just reach out and claim that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak to that impotence, and we say no to that, and we say yes to the promise of God. Amen. And we thank you, Lord God, for your word that is alive and powerful and reversing that curse in Jesus' name. Now, Lord God, we just thank you for fruitfulness. We thank you, Lord God, for the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Yes, Jesus. By his stripes we were healed. He paid the price. It cost Jesus everything to bring you healing. And Lord, we magnify your name. We thank you. We give you praise tonight. We exalt your name. You are the name above every name. Somebody's been having a problem with their tear ducts. Their tear ducts keeps getting blocked up. Schools and problems. Who's got problems with their tear ducts? Right. Over here. Oh, there's bunches of people. We just speak healing to tear ducts right now. Jesus is healing them tear ducts. They become. Um, we just lose any blockages. We just speak. We speak life to those tear ducts. Clear passages. Eyes open, ducks open, free flowing of everything that needs to flow. It's going to flow. Amen. We curse any infection, any inflammation. It has to leave. Thank you, Lord. You know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Some of us just need to get happy. Get happy, right? I said, get happy. just flow into some praise and worship and just give God thanks for what he's done tonight and uh, just continue to keep your faith turned on and we're going to just flow still with the Holy Ghost for a while. Is that all right? You're all right with giving God some thanks, some praise? Y'all good? <laughs> 